You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raised to Empower podcast. Today's episode is going to explore a topic that I've seen coming up a bit in um, different therapist communities the last few months, and especially in light of the ending of the COVID pandemic. And that's the question around whether you need to begin offering in-person therapy sessions again, or maybe for the first time, in order to be successful in private practice. And so I've been wanting to just kind of share my thoughts on this. There have been many therapists who have either been online all throughout the pandemic or are now just starting their own practice and feeling a pressure to begin offering sessions in person. So today I'm going to just kind of explore and talk about if you actually need to have in person as an offer for clients in order to be successful in private practice. Before we get into my take on on that, I want us to first rewind and help us to remember how we got here. So, you know, rewind to the start of 2020. So this is prior to March of 2020. Let's pretend it's January. At that time, the main way that you could see a therapist and have counseling was if you went in person to see a therapist, right? It wasn't really a common practice yet to look for somebody who was online. You may have found somebody who was practicing online and that was like, oh, that was kind of a cool option, but it wasn't something that people were actually seeking out a whole lot yet. However, there were many therapists, myself included, who actually had completely online practices even before the pandemic started. I have been practicing online since 2014. I started working with clients, seeing them through telehealth back in 2014. And I had a hybrid practice up through 2018. And then I took a break to have my oldest son. And then when I started up completely solo, uh, the very start of 2019, I did it completely online. I never went back to having an in-office brick and mortar option. So while primarily being seen in person was what was common with therapy at the start of 2020, there really was an option for people to have online therapy. We're in January, right? Let's move along on the timeline. And when we get to March of 2020, pretty much everybody moved completely online. For many therapists, this was a first. This was something they had never even considered. Some people didn't even know it was an option. I was really, really grateful that for myself, you know, how crazy that time was. And everybody was just trying to figure out like, what the heck is happening? How is life working? I was really grateful that having to figure out how to move my practice online was not one of the things I had to, to stress about during that time. 
like I said, it was something that people now quickly switched to. And there were a lot of kinks along the way for many people, but they began doing it and have been doing it for the last three years. If you hadn't been working online with clients, you may over the last three years have noticed or discovered or found for yourself many benefits to having your practice online. For one thing, you save a ton on overhead, right? Like if you are just practicing from home, you don't have to rent out an office space, which saves a ton of money. You have to spend less time outside of the house, right? Like you don't have to worry about commuting or time away from, from home to be able to have maybe a better work-life balance where you have time to get some things done around the house and that time that you would normally spend in the car somewhere now is given back to you or your family, or you're able to use it for work time. You know, for many of us, having flexibility of our own schedule, not being beholden to an office space of like, well, when can we see clients? Because this is the time that the office is open. Online therapy has really allowed more and more people to have that flexibility. Back in 2020, especially at the start of the pandemic, offering online therapy was a huge asset and it continued to be a huge asset to people's businesses throughout the pandemic, because a lot of people just were not comfortable being seen in person during this time. And so for those that did continue to stay online, it was something that really helped benefit them in many ways. This isn't to say that if you did see people in person, that that wasn't a good thing, but it's just recognizing that there was a real push for people to be seen online. So the pandemic really has normalized being able to work with a therapist and that a therapist may offer online therapy as an option. It's also kind of normalized that there are many therapists who that is the only way that they work with clients, that they don't see people in person, that if you want to work with them as a therapist, you have to see them virtually. So for a lot of people, the convenience and the accessibility to therapy has been extremely appealing. It has created a large boost, a large desire for people to be able to engage with a therapist that way because it became so popular and it just became normalized really during the pandemic. Let's fast forward now to today, right? So we're three and a half years later-ish beyond the start of everything and the world has opened up again and things are pretty much back to pre-pandemic ways. So for many therapists, they have opened up their doors again and are going back to being completely in person or, you know, maybe having a hybrid practice where they will offer in-person therapy, but they also do offer telehealth. It is not something that they solely do telehealth, but they maybe are offering more in-person as kind of their primary way of working with clients. For some therapists, this may be, again, like if you started your practice during the pandemic, this may be the first time you're working with people in person. For others, this may be, you know, a return to some normalcy pre-COVID. But as more therapists are offering in-person as an option, there is the potential that there are clients who are looking for a therapist that they can see in person instead of virtually. They aren't interested in telehealth and they want to be seen in person. 
I've seen a lot of therapists who are questioning if they now have to offer in person in a brick and mortar office, if they've just been online only, maybe they're feeling pressured by potential referrals, or they're seeing other therapists now offering in person and wondering, is that what I have to do now? Is my practice going to survive or thrive if I don't start offering this? What I want you to just notice, if you fall into that category where you're wondering, is this something I have to do? Am I going to be okay? Is my business going to grow? Am I going to have enough referrals if I do stay completely online? I want you to really notice what are those questions based out of? And when I think about that, it feels like those questions are actually based out of fear, fear that your practice won't be what you want it to be because of how you decide you want to structure your practice, that it's not going to succeed, even though this is how you want to design your practice to be online and online only, what if it doesn't succeed? Rather than looking at what other therapists are doing in their practice, I really want to encourage you to check in with yourself and ask yourself, what do you want to do? What do you want your practice to look like? There may be other therapists that are offering in person. There may be potential referrals that are looking for in-person but that does not mean that you have to offer in-person therapy if you don't want to. You may have a million reasons why you want to have a private practice that is online only. And those are the only reasons that you need for building your practice that way. You don't have to change your practice to fit anyone else's standards or requests, whether that's other therapists or other potential client referrals. So if you know that you want to keep your practice online, It really is all about how you talk about your practice to potential clients and how you position yourself with your marketing. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice, real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. One of the main ways to help you be able to position yourself and your practice as online only is to get clear on why you want to be only online and how does being an online therapy practice benefit your clients. You don't need to justify or explain why your practice is online only, but knowing for yourself why you've made that decision will help to ground you when you feel questioned, right? So did you decide, you know what, I want my practice to just be online only because you will have less overhead. Did you do it so that you could have more flexibility in your schedule for you and your family? Did you want it to be online only so that you have more ease when you have to move with your practice because of your partner or spouse's job that relocates you? Did you do it so that you don't have to 
be stuck in an office and that you can travel with your practice. Or maybe you did it because you're just tired of the commute and when you love being able to work from home. Again, reasons for you having your online practice are important for you to remember and remind yourself. You don't have to justify these to anybody. But separate from why you want to have your practice online only, you also need to know why does meeting with a therapist online benefit your specific ideal client? For my ideal clients who are primarily working women and moms, having the flexibility to meet with a therapist either on their lunch break or from their office, their car, or during nap time makes things so much more convenient for them. They don't have to worry about all the other things that come into play just to get to a therapy appointment. So when I have a phone consult with a potential new client, I tell them my practice is completely online and I tell them how for many of my clients, it's extremely beneficial or it has been super helpful. And then I tend to list the reasons off that many of my clients have found it helpful that they have been able to meet with me during their nap time or lunch breaks. So it's not something that has to eat into their evening hours. They don't have to worry about traveling across town and finding parking. And it really allows them to have, you know, flexibility with their schedule because they don't have to worry about the extra time to get to their appointment in their day. The way that you talk about your practice being all online and how it is helpful for clients can help communicate to the client that you are the one for them. Now, prior to the pandemic, I, I would occasionally have a client reach out to me who they would want to work with me, but they really were looking for a therapist in person. Again, I think partially because they didn't really know what online therapy was. And I think there was a little hesitation around it. But when I told them that I was only online, they would often say, oh, I was, I was really wanting to be seen in person. However, because they felt like I was the therapist that they wanted to work with and that, that I was the one that could help them, they were willing to be seen online. And once they started working with me online, they loved it because they found it so much more convenient for them. And because my website and my copy had spoke to them about the work that I was able to do to support them, they wanted to work with me regardless of whether I was in person or online. So while the biggest part of helping them to choose to work with me is because of the copy on my website, by the time they're speaking with me, they want to work with me regardless of whether it's in person or online. It's also very clear on my website that I only see clients online. So at this point, I really don't ever have anybody asking for in-person and so when I do have a consult with a new client and I tell them, well, I am only online, it's usually a great, that's what I'm looking for. So if I do have a potential client or a new referral that does over the next few months say, hey, I'm looking for somebody to meet in line, I'm prepared with how to tell them that I don't see people in person. I feel confident in communicating that with them because I know my reasons for being online only. And I know how this can be so beneficial for my clients. So I really encourage you to get clear on your message to potential clients. When they ask you to see them in person, have your strong message of why you work online only and how you are still able to help them. You may even want to kind of like write a script if you're not feeling confident about it. The thing that I really hope that you can consider 
is that if someone does say, no, I really don't want a therapist that's online. I really do want to see someone in person. That doesn't mean that you need to change your practice. It just means that you're not the right therapist for them. And I promise there are other clients waiting to find you. It can be really hard when a client says no, or a potential client says no, and we can feel like, oh, I I need to, or I should shift something, but to remind yourself that you have something to offer and that you don't have to change how you structure and operate your practice because that one client said no. So if you want to just have your practice online only, don't give into the pressure to have the option to see people in person. You absolutely can build and have a completely online practice if that is the type you want. And ultimately that's what's most important, what you want your practice to look like. I hope today's episode has given you some things to think about and help you feel confident in how you want to have your practice. And I'd love to hear from you. Are you wrestling with offering in-person appointments or are you confident in staying online only? You can share with me by either leaving a review or join me over on Instagram or Facebook to let me know. I look forward to chatting with you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.